Welcome to the Primary Source Podcast, a podcast to explore the uses of primary sources in K-12 libraries and classrooms. We'll dig into resources and teaching strategies, talk to educators who are utilizing primary sources, and supporters of educators who curate these incredible items and use them in their work. My name's Tom Bober. I'm an elementary librarian at Captain Elementary in the suburbs of St. Louis, Missouri. And I want to start out this episode, season one, episode two, by thanking everyone who listened to the inaugural episode, which looked at the definition of a primary source. I especially want to thank those that reached out to me and gave me some congratulations and some kind words, those of you who left a review through your podcast provider, and those of you that shared and subscribed. I really appreciate it, and uh, this little passion project is on its way, so I'm so glad that you're a part of it. Today is what I would call a bonus episode, because it was one that I wasn't necessarily sure was going to happen, but I'm so happy to be able to share with you. This is connected to... AASL's Knowledge Quest blog post, specifically the monthly blog post I write, Picture Books and Primary Sources. And one thing that I've been able to do over the last year or so is to interview authors who write historically based picture books and find out a little bit more about the role that primary sources play. I was able to talk recently with Linda Elevitz Marshall about her new book, The Polio Pioneer, Dr. Jonas Salk and the Polio Vaccine. And whenever I'm able to actually speak with an author and have that type of an interview as opposed to written questions and answers back and forth, I am always only able to share a fraction of the actual interview in the blog post. And so this podcast episode is going to be a chance to share all of that interview. And I'm so happy to do that because there's always great little nuggets that are shared, especially by the author, but maybe a little bit uh, from myself as well with a reaction or two that I would love for people who are really interested in the role that primary sources play in these types of books to get to hear about. And luckily, Linda agreed that our interview could be shared on this podcast. And so I'm so happy to be able to present it to you today. One thing that you should look for when the blog post with her interview comes out next week is a curated set of primary sources that I put together that can accompany the book. I think there's a lot of possibilities for students learning about the polio epidemic and specifically around children during that time period and the role that they were playing that kids will find fascinating. So be sure to look for that blog post coming out very soon. And if I can edit the show notes after the blog post comes out, I will definitely do that. Until then, I will post the link to all of my Knowledge Quest blog posts, and it should be right towards the top as soon as it posts. I want to give a big thanks to Linda Elevitz Marshall for this interview and for her letting us share the full interview here on the podcast. Enjoy the episode. All right. I am really glad to be here with Linda Marshall today. And Linda, you have a new book that has just come out. In fact, I just watched your unboxing on Twitter. <laughs> and that was really cool to see. Uh, called The Polio Pioneer, Dr. Jonas Salk and the Polio Vaccine. And this is also illustrated by Lisa Ankin. Am I saying her last name correctly? 
I've been pronouncing it with, as a C-H. Okay. So Lisa, I don't know. Lisa Ankin or Ankin? Or Anchin. Anchin is Anchin. how I... Oh, Anchin, yeah. you're saying it. Yeah. We're going to go with Lisa Anchin. Um, and, the, and the story is wonderful, and the uh, illustrations are also wonderful. I hope you are, are happy with those, because I just think they're great. I'm and as soon as I saw this book, before I even had a chance to fully read it, just reading through the description of it, I thought this would be such a wonderful book to look at primary sources with, because as we often have uh, a lot of illustrators of uh, nonfiction, historically based picture books do, there's like this primary source connection. Mm -hmm. So beyond just the title, can you tell us, start off with just telling us a little bit about The Polio Pioneer, your new book? Okay, so let me just start off by saying that um, I'm old enough to remember when polio was a dreaded disease. Fortunately, that's no longer the case. But I remember being maybe four or five, and my mother, I was living in Boston, and my mother whisked my brother, who was a couple years younger, and me, out of Boston, and we went to Hartford, where there was far less polio. We stayed there a couple of weeks and eventually returned to Boston. I'm not sure if it was that summer or for all of the, pre all of the following summers, we were not allowed to swim in a local lake that was nicknamed, it was called, the name was Crystal Lake, but it was nicknamed Polio Pond, um, nor were we allowed to go to movie theaters. Um, it was many years until before we were allowed to go to movie theaters for fear of catching diseases. So I have this, I have a vivid firsthand recollection of the times. Um, and I also had a concern that if we didn't write about them now, they would soon be forgotten. And that's why I started the research for the book in uh, 2017 or late 2016. It feels like when this book just comes out that it's so timely for our moment, but mm -hmm. this is something that you've been working on for years, obviously, as all picture books take that much time to kind of come to fruition, at least that much time. Was there something that was happening in late 2016, or is there anything that kind of spurred you to decide that you wanted to focus in on Jonas Salk and his story? There was nothing particular then, Jonas Salk has always been one of my heroes. And in fact, my oldest son's name is Jonah. And from the time I started writing for children, when I learned about writing picture book biographies, I put him, I put Jonah Salk on my list. So I, it's just, that's when I happened to start the project. And it's, it's all um, kind of a happy accident or or maybe not so happy that the time about the way the timing is. When I hear you tell a little bit about the about your history, and, and you talking about you had this these vivid memories, in a sense, I'm thinking that when we talk when we talk about primary sources, when we talk about sources that are directly connected to the topic and the time period, you're one of those. Yes, you're, you're in some sense your own primary source, and I and I feel like there there's actually uh, a page in the book that that speaks to 
some of the things that you just shared, but I'm also guessing that you can't just draw upon your own memory and your own knowledge of, of that moment. And so I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about primary sources in your research. What kind of things did you come across? What type of things did you look for? And what did you find? So early on, I think the very first step in my research was I happened to be, I was invited to uh, La Jolla, California for something else book related. And while I was there, uh, or before I went, I made arrangements to visit the Salk Institute and got a tour of the Institute from a friend or one of the employees there who had been working with Dr. Peter Salk, Dr. Jonas Salk's son. And I have to tell you, they were so warm and so welcoming. They showed me around different to, so I could take a look at different laboratories and see the, the architecture of the Salk Institute, which is absolutely magnificent. And I went into the library and saw and met with the librarian and, and we talked about some resources. And after that, of course, I followed up with a thank you note to Dr. Peter Salk. And then he and I arranged for a telephone conversation. And we talked maybe for an hour or so. And he's been an invaluable help on this. He worked a lot with his father. His, his brothers also worked with their father. And um, I just feel particularly grateful to the entire Salk family. So if you can't get a whole lot more primary than that. No, absolutely. And, and one thing that you were, as you were mentioning, being connected with the Salk Institute and getting the tour, and then obviously so many more connections along with that, it re reminds me of, of some work that I've reached out to either local historical institutions uh, as, a, as a school librarian or even national institutions. And one thing that I found, and it sounds like you found this to be true as well, the librarians and the historians and the archivists are always so helpful in connecting you with whatever it is that you're trying to get connected with. And they, they just are these invaluable resources. Ab absolutely. And I think one of the problems for me during the pandemic has been not having, not being able to delve into the kind of resources that way I'd like to. One thing, another resource I'd like to mention was an interview with Dr. Jonas Salk that PBS did. And it, it's cited in the bibliography in the book. It was an excellent interview and gave me a great insight into him. So I really appreciated that too. I think there's such wonderful things that are captured at the moment. And you're right that even just one resource like that can just have this incredible influence because somebody has really captured what was happening at the moment. And I have to imagine between, between interviews like that, between your, your conversations with Peter, one thing that really came across to me was you really feel like you have an idea of who Jonas Salk is as a person, not necessarily just as a scientist or as the person who was able to work to discover this vaccine, but you get a feeling for who he is as a person. And do you feel like the primary sources played a role in 
that kind of coming through in your story? Absolutely. I don't like to begin to actually write until I feel like I'm in the same room with that person. I want to know the person that I'm, who is my subject, and I want to be friends with that person. I want to take a walk down the street and imagine that person is next to me. And, you know, they always talk about interviewing your subject. I want to feel their presence. I want to get a sense of them. I hope this makes sense to you. It um, does. Absolutely. Yes. And, and as I was saying, like you, you do feel like you know who he is as a person. And so you've done this really, I think, masterful job. And I know that, that the illustrations play a part in this too, but you, you're kind of, in a sense, almost telling two stories, right? You're telling the story of Jonas Salk and his life, in a sense, because you're starting out with him as a young age. But then you're also talking about this, what was going on with regard to the polio epidemic and just the nation and how people were reacting to it and how then they reacted to the vaccine. So there's, there's kind of these two layers that really, of course, you know, there are stories that are really happening at the same time, but they just work so well together when you're talking about a limited number of page turns in a book. And that's, I know, can't be an easy thing to do. I was looking at one page spread in particular, and this is more from an illustrative point of view, but there is a, a, his, uh, a newspaper headline and I always have to wonder, and, and usually I, I've seen these in a couple of other picture books. I have to get, wonder, it, does that newspaper actually exist with that exact headline or something very, very similar, the similar photo? There's this great headline, Sox Vaccine Works, talking about all of these almost 2 million American children that were described as polio pioneers taking the vaccine and then this kind of being widely reported about the, the success of it. And so even those primary sources show up, not just for you as the author, but for, for the illustrators as well. So to answer your question, the polio pioneer button on that page is 100% accurate. <laughs> and, and I noticed that one too, right, yes, right next right. to it. And then the people who were the polio pioneers, those, those were the children who came for the initial shots. They each got a card, they got this button, and whether that's an actual newspaper, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't something that I was able to find myself, at least as far as I can remember, because I have to tell you, I did the research quite a long time ago. I can tell you that all of these individual letters Yes, I want to talk about this back matter in the author's note. I'm so glad that you brought it up. Tell yes. us a little bit about the letters in the back with the author's note. So I heard about the letters from Dr. Peter Salk told me that his son had taken photos of the letters and the letters were housed in the University of Southern California Library. And I happen to be fastidious about my research and my making sure everything is cited. So the, Michael Sock had the photos and Peter Sock had told me about them. And then I got permission to read them, to use the photos. And I sent what I had into my editor and they chose which ones they wanted to use. I, I almost it. feel like these letters are, this, well, first of all, I feel like there's this extra bonus 
at the end of this story, as as most SPAC matter is, there's there's these wonderful treats, and there's in your author's note a great reference as you shared with us about your personal story and you, and some of your memories. I I, I also just it, this also makes me wonder when I'm reading these these author's notes and I'm looking at these photographs, it makes me want to go back through the book and read and look at the illustrations with all of the children in them. Because this is, even though this is a story about Jonah Salk, there's definitely a, a childhood presence that goes through the story, whether it's him as a child or the children who were dealing with the, the fear of polio or receiving the vaccine, depending on where we are at the timeline, there's children kind of going throughout this book. And so then to end the book with those primary source letters, I think was just, like I said, an extra treat. Thank you. Thank you. I'm wondering when students or children, when educators pick up this book and read through it, obviously you're sharing a piece of history with them. I'm wondering what do you hope they take away from this moment in history and this person in history? Well, Tom, when, we, when I started working on this, there was no such thing as COVID-19. Polio was a distant memory and, and a memory that was about to be lost. And while there's still outbreaks of other diseases, of, you know, periodically there's bubonic plague and, and various other things, I wanted young people to appreciate how much, how much they're being protected and, and how important these vaccines are for the kind of life that we had been living. All that's changed with COVID-19. I don't think that there's a kid around who doesn't know what's going on. So I hope it'll bring hope. I hope it will reaffirm the, the miracle that vaccines bring that they, the way that they enable us to smile at strangers, to welcome strangers, to sit next to somebody on a bus and start a conversation and not worry that they're gonna give you some terrible disease. So I get, those are the kind of things I'm hoping they'll take away. I think it comes across in the book, and I think that it comes across through the history, and I think it comes across, I, one thing we didn't mention, but there's, there's really a science thread that comes through this book as far as what you get a, an idea of how these vaccines are actually created. I think that, that all of that comes across, but I, I, I love that we can get information, but ultimately this idea of hope is we want a feeling that comes from one of these books, not just the information in, in history. So I love that. Linda Marshall, I want to thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your book, The Polio Pioneer, Dr. Jonas Salk and the Polio Vaccine. And thank you so much for sharing how primary sources played a role in how this story has been told and the primary source that you are also with this story. Thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.